It's evident by you speaking in tongues. Tongues aren't the Holy Ghost, but that's the evidence. That's in the scripture. It's the word. We can't go against the word. Hey. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. All right. First Peter, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. One verse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First Peter chapter 4. I'm going to get through this here. If the Lord help me. Pray for me. Thank you, Brother Broderick. First Peter chapter 4. Verse, one verse. First Peter chapter 4. Uh, one verse. All right. And they should have it projected on the screen as well. Uh, verse number 12. The scripture says this. Beloved. Now see, that's, see right there, that tells you he's talking to the saints. He's not talking to the world. When you hear that word beloved, that's an indication he's talking to the saints of God. All right, this is the Apostle Peter. He says again, beloved. Somebody shout beloved. beloved. All right, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, saints and members that are here at New Bethel, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, not just a trial. Watch out. Not just a trial, a fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. The Lord put in my spirit today to dress us as saints of God. The message is entitled, Disillusioned. Disillusioned. Somebody say, Disillusioned. Father, I need your presence. Help me to get through this message, Lord. Hmm. Speak to somebody. God, you're, you're speaking to somebody right now. Hallelujah. Let us say yes to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Unfortunately, many who come to Christ, along with those who've been with Christ, coming to Christ and being with Christ, often are disillusioned with what a Christian lifestyle actually encompasses and what one will encounter with their walk with Christ. Now first let us begin by defining what disillusioned actually means. It means being disappointed as a result of discovering that something is not as good as one believed it to be. <laughs> That's what disillusioned is. You're, you're disappointed. Uh, you've discovered that uh, something was not as good as you thought it was. Hey, hallelujah. Went to a restaurant. Everybody was raving about. Got there and and it wasn't so. I didn't say ain't, but it wasn't so. You sat down, and the next thing you know, they were throwing biscuits in the air. Uh, 
<laughs> Disillusioned. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about. I'm sitting down to eat and I got a duck because a biscuit flew by my head. Reach up and grab. That's not a blessing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Disillusion. You thought that person was so fine. And when it was raining, you knew they was going to get the umbrella for them, for you. They, that rascal got out and got the umbrella for him, himself and left you standing in the rain. I had that happen to me today. It was raining, pouring, and one of those that were working with me had the umbrella. I was getting out the car. They kept the umbrella over their head. I had to walk in the rain, and somebody else made sure they did not get wet. Disillusion. Watch it. That's it in a nutshell. You're let down because your expectation does not meet reality. And see, often with youth, I can say that since I'm 64. Uh, soon to be. When you're young, comes idealism. Idealism is wishful thinking. It's fantasizing. And as graduates specifically, you've endured years of study, anguish, and hardships. Frustrations, sacrifices, and you got a loan that you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for. I know I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Then when you finally get that degree, you're ready to take on the world. And you know now you're going to get paid. Thank you, Claire. You're going to conquer the world. You got all these ideas. You see this business starting. You have this that you're planning. Oh, you've got the blueprint. You stayed up all night long. You got a plan in place. And nothing is going to stop you. And the same is often true with us as born again believers. Who've turned from sin. Received a new outlook on life. You've had a personal experience and encounter with God. He came in your life. You know that your life has turned around. You feel joy that you've never felt before. And now you're ready to win the world for Christ. And no devil can stop you. And then, when you get hit with that first blow, it's the first blow of realism that jolts you. Jolts your expectation. And you begin to ask yourself, what just happened? Hey, well, glory to God. I thought you said angels were watching over me. Where are my angels at, Lord? 
You said you'd be with me through thick and thin. Lord, I'm in the thick and I've seen the thin. Oh, I'm, I know I'm preaching to somebody. Where's uh, is Deacon, Gar, uh, Deacon uh, uh, Martez in here? Is he, he working? Oh, there he's on the camera. Hey, glory to God. See, we used to have a football team. I'll never forget this. Aaron, I'll never We had a football team called the Conquerors. When we first got here, it was a little league football team, and, and Deacon Gardner and some others uh, became coaches. And I'll never forget, we, got, we rallied behind them, had some uniforms, cheerleaders. Oh, yes, we did. And uh, there was this one young man, I'll never forget, because I, I would come out, see what's going, you know, making sure I was encouraging the young people. Came out, and there was this one young man. He was taller than all of the others that were playing. And because he was taller than the other ones, he was bad. He was woofing. Do they say woofing anymore? I don't know. They don't say. Showing my age. What do they call it now? Huh? I can use it? Okay. This is, I am preaching. Have your way. Hallelujah. He was just talking. Oh, all the little kids, and he going around hitting on them. He just knew he was bad. He was talking about what he was going to do, and I'll never forget that. This is a true story. I said a true story. All through the practices, and we got into our first game. We had our, we had our uniforms on, helmets. Had, it was blue and gold. I still got mine. Coaches had uh, uh, polos. Uh, got there, the cheerleaders. It was wonderful. And the first play, there about first play. That same young man who was talking and woofing and talking about how bad he was got out there. That's a true story. He got hit and walked off the field, took his stuff off, and said, I'm finished, I'm going home. your expectation. Hey! Glory to God. And that's what happens to the people of God. Because we tell them your life has changed. You got a new life. Oh, God is with you. And then out of nowhere somebody hits you. And you're wondering, what just happened to me? And see, the novice will say, I'd rather be in the world than be in the church. Because no one taught them. No one schooled them. No one prepared them for even though you give your life to Christ, things still will going to happen because you're now in a war. And when you don't take sides, you don't have any problem. But the moment you take a side, now you've got to uh, uh, face the opposition. See, as long as you didn't give your life to Christ and you're just doing your own thing, they ain't worried about you. But the moment you decried, I'm on the Lord's side, he said, oh, I'm after you, your family, 
and everyone that's associated with you. I wish I had somebody to say amen. Hey, glory to God. Disillusion. Hallelujah. I'm almost finished. Let me confess. Can I confess? Confession is good for the soul. Hallelujah. When I was growing up, I was single. And talk too much. No, I'm not going to say something. You, you, you just can't tell at all. <laughs> I, was, I was young. I had no brothers and sisters. Uh, so I enjoyed life. Now, we were, listen, we were not rich. We were not anywhere near that. But I didn't know what it was to want, you know parents took care of me you know and um, so I started working at the church and got a little income uh, 18, 19 parents gave me my first car hello we go to the convention see conventions now you know people just come back in the day you dressed for conventions you had an outfit for the afternoon and change with another outfit for the evening. Now think about it. That's five days. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You had 10 different outfits. <laughs> so, 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 I, uh, hi! So I had uh, back in the day, it was Fila. I had like three or four different pair of Fila tennis shoes. But I know they didn't come back. I know this. And, uh, and I had got to the place. Listen, I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. Stay with me. I was going somewhere with it. And uh, every, I got to the place every year, I had a new car. I said every year. I would trade a car, get another one. I was like in my early 20s, had a Thunderbird, moonroof, eight track in the car. <laughs> See, somebody don't know what an eight track is. <laughs> Listen, hey, and I was saved. Never, never once compromised by salvation. But it was nothing living in Youngstown. A few of the guys, we'd get together and, and drive to Chicago and get a hotel room for the day and spend the day on Michigan Avenue shopping and, you know, hanging out. So at uh, 20, 27, got married to this fine fox. Now, see, I, I, I married Angela, and thank God she married me because she came to Youngstown and got saved. 
because she lived in Chicago at the time. And back then, they were wearing pants, and the ladies couldn't wear pants. But she had these jeans on, and then a fox, one of them fox furs, you know, the kind of, and then them heels, the, the boots. 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, I feel good. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. We got married, moved out to a very nice apartment in the suburbs. And uh, after a year or so, reality starts setting in. Because it was no longer just me. It was both of us. And we had bills, credit cards, all that spending caught up. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Acting foolish. Disillusioned. And things got a little tight. Things got a little tight and... The only time that I've ever been, I had to go to a pawn shop because <laughs> thank you, Moses. Angela, what, did, what has he been to the pawn shop with? I had to go to the pawn shop for the first time. And do you remember, I've been living at a certain lifestyle. But then reality sets in. How am I going to make bills? It's no longer just me. And when your outgo is greater than your income. How would somebody hear me? Speaking in tongues do not make the bills go away. If that was the case, a lot of us would be uh, debt free. <laughs> Today, hallelujah. I had to go to the pawn shop, only time in my life, to try, well, to, uh, because I was disillusioned. And sometimes we panic. We panic and we don't pray. We try to work it out ourselves. And sometimes pride steps in. And you don't want anyone to know you're even having challenges because there's an image you have to keep up. And I, I went to the pawn shop and I had gotten a gift for my years of service working at a location. It was my pride and joy. It was a Rolex watch. It was a submariner. Anyone who knows anything about Rolexes, the submariner. My pride and joy. I just had had it just about not, not very long. Rolex, of course, is one of your top watch pieces that you can have. And I went and I had to pawn the, 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 the watch to get money to make it through. And I never went back to get it. Um, so I lost that. I'm sure the Lord will allow me to get another one before glory. 
but I am 64 right now. But, but, but that helped me to begin to understand it's not always in the material things that you have. And that there's more to life than just getting things you see other people have. Disillusioned. And in our quest to encourage individuals to give their life to Christ and celebrate, as we should, when they make that decision, we often fail to properly and adequately prepare them from, for what to expect. We don't teach and apprise on the reality of our new Christian lifestyle. The Apostle Peter, who's considered, of course, to be the leader of the apostolic movement. Remember, he was the one that was given the keys to open up the church. And he is credited with just writing two of the books of the New Testament. And this was his first letter. He's writing during the great persecution of Christians by Nero, who had falsely claimed that it was the Christians that set Rome on fire. But in reality, it was something he himself had done. But he put the blame on Christians, and that caused a great outcry. And there was a tremendous persecution. So the theme of his first letter is responding to suffering. In verse, chapter 2, verse 21, he says, For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. See, see, uh, what am I getting at is as Christians, we are going to have to suffer. Life is not always going to be on Hallelujah Boulevard. Hey, glory to God. There's going to be some Sundays you don't even want to get out of bed. Issues that you're dealing with through the week and sometimes ungodly uh, co-workers and, and others that are your bosses that still try to put racism in the equation to hold you down. And you're wondering, God, I know I've been faithful. I know I pray. Why am I still dealing with these issues? And, and, and Peter says, think it not strange. Hallelujah. We're getting a glimpse that our walk with Christ, listen, is not going to be a bed of roses. Jesus even let us know, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. Follow me daily. Hallelujah. But the one assurance that we have that regardless of what we're going through, and it's not always going to be easy, uh, the question and the issue is, is Jesus with me? Because if Jesus is with me, even though it might be rough, hallelujah, he's not going to put on me more than I can bear. And with every temptation has provided a way of escape. Why? Why the tests? Why the persecution? Why the cross? Why the trials? I know that's where we're asking that. But Peter said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. And one of the things we learn from James, see, the trying of our faith worketh patience. 
Patience is a virtue that many of us have not yet totally possessed because we want everything right now. And sometimes you can't appreciate what you get until you've had to work for it. Hey, glory to God. Ah, sometimes when you get stuff too soon, you can't have an appreciation. That's why my mind is blown when I see rappers and entertainers and sports people who are making millions and millions of dollars and blow it without any in consideration. Uh, there's somebody in your neighborhood you came from that is struggling. Bling, bling, and, and, and the achievement. You know, and I don't have time, and I'll share another time, but when I went to India, it really changed my life. Because no longer the taste, the drive, the, the craving for material things happened. And I'll never forget the experience I had with God in the field early in the morning near a cow. A cow was looking at me and I was looking at the cow. <laughs> but I was talking with God. And my, my life changed. Because from that time, I saw that it wasn't about the material things that we in America especially have almost been hoodwinked to think that if you don't have a name brand you don't have anything hey when, when one purse is sufficient but you got to have something that has an L and a V on it and you don't even know the significance of the L or the V. It's just the, the image. Hey! Well, we, our, 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 our values have changed. And sometimes God wants us to understand that's not where it's at. And I thank God that uh, I had that experience with my watch. Because it was beginning to bring me into the realm of reality. As people of God especially, we can't get caught up with the world and what the world wants and what the world is craving for. Don't you know people will step on somebody to get ahead? Lie on somebody? literally walk on somebody to get ahead when when and we as saints of God cannot embrace that same spirit and sometimes to counter that spirit God has to send some tests our way some trials that that causes us to understand it's it's not always in that but sometimes you got to learn uh, to get on your knees and pray Seek God. God, how am I going to make it through? How are my children going to make it through college? How am I going to get through this condition and I don't have insurance? Oh, you got to learn that Jesus will be there for you. Let me conclude. Let me conclude. Uh, 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 and let me conclude with this. As we continue reading 1 Peter and, and get the message version, I want you to see this and we're going to see why the tests, why the persecution, why the trials. 
And, and, and the message version of 1 Peter chapter 4 says this, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. Woo! Hallelujah! There is coming to pass, Rita. The reason for the test, the reason for the trial is because glory is just around the corner. And the trials are really a refining process. It's where the Lord takes the clay and puts it on the potter's wheel. And, and there's a marring, so he has to start all over to get the perfection of what he's looking for in your life. It's a refining process to bring out. And see, you can't get something refined unless you add some heat to it. That's why it's a fiery trial. Not just a trial, but it's a trial with fire. It's a trial with heat. It's a trial where God is going to show you at the end, I'm going to get the glory. If you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. If they're on you because you broke the law or disturbed the peace, that's a different matter. But if it's because you're a Christian, don't give it a second thought. Be proud of the distinguished status reflected in that name. Woo! When you take on the name of Jesus, people will cause you to suffer. But understand, there's a, there's a reward at the end. Hey, we're the people of that name. And because of that name, there are going to be those that actually hate you. The spirit of the Antichrist is here on this earth. If we've never seen the works of the adversary, we're seeing it right now. The devil is very subtle. That's why I'm going to have another meeting with my children's church ministry and with the nursery ministry. We've got to protect our children. Help me, Holy Ghost. We're seeing a wave now with gingers especially. Those that are 21 and under, and I've shared with you how many times that's going to be the hardest generation to, 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 to bring to Christ? Some of us are old and set in our ways. We know what's right or wrong, but these kids don't have a choice. Uh, a chance, rather. They, 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 they've, been, they've not been given the opportunity of even being in church. They don't even know what church is. Hear me! And the devil's going wild. One of the things that is happening now, listen is where children are, are, are taking on the position of gender neutral. Hear me? And it's not just in big cities. It's even in small rural communities because a spirit is not just confined to one location. 
gender neutral where they don't recognize themselves as either male nor female. That's a work of the adversary. Clothes and everything now is designed behind that thought where it's now everything is unisex. A man or a woman can wear the same thing. And with cross-dressing, men coming in with dresses and high heels and women wearing all kind of things that normally would be attributed to one's masculinity. The devil is running rampant. And we got to we got to get out of the thought it's all about me. Our children don't have a chance. That's why my heart is burdened for... Listen, I, and again, I can't address what happens down the street, but I have to give an account for our church family. That's why we got to shore up our children's church ministry. Hallelujah. We got to understand coming to church is not about us. It's about our mission. Look what the scripture says in verse number 17. I'm finished. I'm almost finished. It's judgment time for Christians. We're first in line. If it starts with us, think what it's going to be like for those who refuse God's messages. If good people barely make it, where, what's in store for the bad? So if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said... Do what? Take it in stride. Peter said, trust him. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep on doing it. Somebody give God praise today. Another lesson, another time, we'll talk about the glory of God. See, the glory. That's, that's what we're going through, the glory of God. It's just around the corner. And when you've got the glory of God, when you walk, people will look at you differently. You'll walk in a room and somebody says, there's something different about that person. Because of the shining of God's glory is on your life. And the glory of God, Patrice, is his weight. He's, he's heavy. And when his glory comes, he sits in. Hey! And then he begins to throw his weight around. what he's doing he's not finished yet so graduates do not be disillusioned even with your degree fiery trials are coming saints of God many of you have been saved even 40 years 50 years or just a week the trials are coming but the scripture says trust him he knows what he's doing, and he's going to keep on doing it. Come on and give God praise in the house. If you've been blessed, give God a praise. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for how good you've been. Thank you, Lord, for bringing insight that we will not be disillusioned that when trials come and tests come 
God, we know that you're working on this body. You're working on us to bring forth that which is going to shine as pure gold. So, Lord, forgive us every instance that we complained. Forgive us of instances that we talked back and said, Lord, we were, we were mumbling. God, we see now that you got a plan in place. Hey! And you're not going to leave us, but you'll be there through the process. Now, Lord, you're talking to somebody right now to make a change in their life. Give them the courage to say yes. Hey! Before it's everlasting too late, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Listen, everybody who's heard the Lord, you know God is dealing with you. I want you to come to the